0: 8.43, 17 before 9 as we make our way through this Thursday morning, February 23rd, twenty-three, twenty-three. 23 23 Raphael Coenetche joins us, president of the Metropolitan Crime Commission. How you doing, Raphael?
1: I'm fine, Tommy. How are you?
0: I'm okay. How was Mardi Gras for you?
1: Uh, it was great. Great. Yeah, it's uh, beautiful weather and uh, always good to see friends and family at Mardi Gras time.
0: And how was it for the city? Did I see a story that the violent crime kind of went up a little bit toward the end of the season.
1: All right. I mean, you know, the, uh, uh, the worst part of Mardi Gras was the, uh, the mass shooting on St. Charles Avenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, you know, that type of event really puts, a, a, a damper on all the festivities, but, um, you know, all in all, um, based on the way crime has been over the last couple of years in, in the city, I think that the police department uh, did an outstanding job and uh, all of the other law enforcement agencies that assisted the city during carnival season are to be commended for uh, helping to make uh, Mardi Gras as as safe and and fun as it was for everyone that attended.
0: So the suspect in the Bacchus shooting, I hate to call it that because the parade was just passing, uh, during the Bacchus parade, I should put it that way, Uh, the DA wanted $500,000 bail, the magistrate that set the bail, and these magistrates kind of operate in a a nebulous area where we don't really know what they are, and they play a very important— or who they are, they play a very important role in the criminal justice system. They increased it to a million dollars, okay, for him. But over a dozen other people arrested on gun charges walked free because the DA refused charges. Now, Raphael, if you can, I think to put this in context, you're going to have to talk about the process of what happens— When you're arrested with a gun how it should work and what happened here right
1: so let's take uh let's take the uh the murder suspect that was arrested so as you're arrested uh you are booked into the jail and then you're brought to magistrate court within 24 hours for your bail setting and at that bail setting there's a prosecutor present there's a public defender present uh they both advocate Uh, One, uh, the prosecutor will advise the judge about their their prior criminal histories and talk about the danger and the severity of the offense. The defense attorney will provide any mitigating circumstances and usually make a plea for a low bail. And then the judge ignores them both and sets the bail that they want to set. And
0: and I'm not trying to be funny here, Raphael, but for a reference— It's kind of like around the middle of law and order, right, where they make an arrest, and then they go on their show, and then they they each make their case, and then the judge says, okay, this, and and it slaps the gavel, and then it's over, correct? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. All right.
1: Now, with respect to these gun uh, cases, these are very, very different than the process that I just described to you. You know, the fundamentals, arrest, booking, and magistrate court are the same. But what ended up happening with these gun cases is – and it's not just gun cases. There were 19 cases on Mardi Gras Day that the district attorney's office took the extraordinary measure. I've never seen this happen before. But at the bail hearing, the district attorney's office refused charges in 19 misdemeanor cases and one felony case.
0: So let me go back to the – to my law and order example, they're at this thing, but the DA is saying, eh, we, we're not going to even accept the charges. Let them go? Exactly. Okay.
1: Exactly. But with a condition, with the gun charges, that they forfeit the right to have their gun returned to them. Now, if the charges are refused under normal circumstances, then the person that was arrested is entitled to receive his property back, including a gun. So the district attorney's office uh refused the charges but required that they waive the right to reclaim their firearm now what's so extraordinary about that is that's the bail setting hearing and at the bail setting hearing the the district attorney's office doesn't have the benefit of the police report to screen and review the facts they haven't had a chance to really talk to the the witnesses the police officers that made the arrests They don't have the benefit of the body cam footage or the police report. So for them to make that decision at a bail hearing is totally inappropriate and undermines the efforts of the police department to focus on gun offenders that are carrying guns to the parades, which are restricted zones for for firearms and in the French Quarter. And that's the way the police department is attempting to drive down the violence The superintendent announced that that was their strategy going into Mardi Gras and promised the public that they were going to double down on gun enforcement. And not only would those people be arrested, they will be prosecuted and convicted. And the district attorney's office didn't do its job in this particular case. So I'm Uh, using those charges. It basically undermines all of the efforts of the police department and sends the mix, uh, a mixed message to the community that there is a disconnect between police and prosecutors.
0: What, one story I see here from Natasha Robbins' story at Fox 8 says that a man was uh, involved for illegally having machine guns. That's a federal offense, is that not?
1: Well, what what that was is they have these devices now that they can put on a semi-automatic weapon, making it an fully automatic like way. a Glock so they switch call the trigger,
0: they yeah, call yeah okay
1: yeah you know so uh, you know i think you've had the head of ATF on right your show talking about this and what a what a problem it is because those you know you pull that trigger once and multiple rounds are fired and they're not fired necessarily with great accuracy and that's what leads to some of the mass shootings that we see where the people that are pulling the trigger Intending to 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 kill one person, uh, wound and kill several other innocent bystanders.
0: So many bullets flying so quickly with so little control. Let me take a break, Raphael. Because on Gras Night, Superintendent Woodfork commended her officers and rightfully so for taking 157 guns off the street. Well, if that's the case, did. If you take however many people this is, 15, I think it is, if you take 15 from 157, were the rest held over? I, I I don't know. Did the DA decide to accept charges there? Did he ask for bail there? We'll pick it up. We come back. But something something stinks here. This just doesn't sound right at all. It certainly doesn't pass the smell test. 8.50, 10 till 9. More with Rafael Goyaneche when we come back. President of the Metropolitan Crime Commission right now. 8.55 and a half. Four and a half till 9 o'clock. Tommy Tucker making our way through this Thursday morning, Two twenty-three, twenty-three. Talking to Rafael Goyneche, president of the Metropolitan Crime Commission. So the guy that killed one person and shot others at the Bacchus Parade, the DA requested a half a million dollars bond. The magistrate judge set it at a million. For 15 others who were arrested for illegally carrying a weapon during carnival, the DA's office refused the charges at the... Arraignment Was that the term? Uh, no, bail hearing. Bail That's hearing, bail not even the arraignment, before yeah. the arraignment. So they did, yeah. there was no chance to even plead guilty or not guilty, right? Right, but there was no chance for the judge to even set bail
1: because the, the district attorney's office refused the charges.
0: Okay, so now the superintendent Woodfork commended her officers, and rightfully so, for taking 157 guns off the street. So what happened to those 157 people minus the 15 that the DA's office refused charges against? Did they go so, through? Go ahead. So
1: that, that's the DA's created a problem for
0: itself with this case
1: because you have now created the opportunity for defense attorneys to claim that there's selective prosecution. Why were uh, the 15 given the opportunity? to relinquish their gun and have their charges refused, and the rest of the offenders potentially can be charged with, with an offense that if you're arrested for a second time for carrying a concealed weapon, it becomes a felony. And i got to be it's clear, it,
0: it may not be one person per gun. It could be one person with multiple guns, so I don't know if it's for a That's fact, 142. Right. But the point is valid, right?
1: Yes, right, right. So you know, the district attorney. I talked to him about this yesterday, and he told me he didn't know that his assistant did this. Oh come on! Until after the fact. That's worse. Exactly, <laughs> and and it gets worse than that because the assistant that did this isn't a new hire that is assigned to magistrate, which is usually the starting point for new hires that are learning. This is the head of the civil rights division, Emily Mah that went into court one of the senior prosecutors in jason williams office who
0: also asked for the half a million who also asked for a half a million dollar bail with the shooter at the bacchus parade and the magistrate upped it to a million correct
1: right wow right so you know this is this is uh, a dilemma for the da and uh it's gonna he's gonna have to do some damage control on this. He's already said that they're going to screen these cases, which is the appropriate response, but the reports haven't been prepared yet. The police have just been, uh, you know, up to the eyebrows in Mardi Gras making arrests. The reports will follow in the next week or so. The body cam footage will follow, and then the district attorney's office can make a reasonable assessment as to whether these cases are viable and deserving of being prosecuted, I, not ju- in the manner that that happened on Mardi Gras Day in magistrate court.
0: I, I'm just a West Bank guy, okay? But it seems to me that when you have deadlines being missed to charge juveniles, when you have uh, um, seasoned prosecutors freelancing when it comes to uh, not accepting charges, th- you begin to wonder if this DA's office is not a rudderless ship.
1: They've got some management issues over there, and I've spoken to the DA about it, and, uh, you know, what he decides to do in the future, I think, will determine the success of his tenure as DA.
0: Wow. Any final thoughts, Raphael?
1: Uh, No, that probably got me in plenty of trouble. Well, uh, no, no, but I
0: think it's, you know, somebody's (laughs) got to talk about it. Somebody does. Somebody needs to know what the hell's going on. Thank you, man. Appreciate your time. Anytime. I bet, Rafael Gonetche, President of the Metropolitan Crime Commission, that is head-scratching indeed.